Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. Jesus said to them, Why are you frightened? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, this is a weird place for us to go because this is the second half of the story on the road to Emmaus that Clopas and his wife Mary, that's who I think it is, uh, have made their way to the disciples to let them know that they saw Jesus and then suddenly Jesus shows up. This is Luke's account of of what we just had in John last week, except there's no doubting Thomas here. Uh, But Jesus does the same thing, talking about touch me, Uh, 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 see that I am real, see that I'm alive, see that 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 I am a physical being in your presence. That is not I'm not a ghost. I'm not some spiritual special being. That I'm actually physically real. And part of this is written for us that we might realize that the creation still has sway with God. That 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 creation still means something to God. The created thing, my my physicalness, God actually cares about even after death. But then also it goes along with what we confess, right? We, we wonder why we include in the Apostles' Creed that believe in the resurrection of the, what? Of the body, right? We, we confess that as well as in the Nicene Creed. We do, we do the same thing, confessing the, the resurrection of the body. Why do we do that? Because at the time, there is this Greek philosophy that, that, that crept its way into the church, Gnosticism, which believed that the physical means nothing. That it's nothing. That just this body is a shell. What what is most important is the spiritual to ascend to a higher level of being, and to cast aside this shell, cast aside this whatever it is. And so gro- it's gross. It's it's icky. It's it's kind of where the 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 uh, church teaching on uh, uh, abstinence and and and. Uh, uh, chastity, uh, whatever terms you want to use. I'm trying to be as delicate as possible. It's, it's where a lot of those teachings came from. Because the physical was seen as less than. And here we confess that, no, the physical, matter, the body, that those things that we can touch, those atoms that make up our being, our cells, actually mean something. God has taken the time to form us. Why would he throw it out? That there is actually going to be this this physical resurrection of of the body. Because Christ is physically resurrected as who he is. And and so so Jesus is making that point here first. But then 
he, he, I, I love verse 45. After he's gotten done saying, you know, I am me. Touch me. Realize, uh, got some fish? I'll eat some fish to prove to you that I'm real, that I exist, that I'm not just an imaginary thing. I'm not a vision that you've had because you, you had a little too much wacky tobacco or anything like that. That I'm real. That we have a real resurrected Savior right now, at this very moment, church, sitting at the right hand of the Father, in which he will come again to judge the living and the dead, as we confess in our creeds, and that he will call us home, that he will raise us from the grave, whatever grave that might be. But I love how he says here then, that he does the same thing that he always does. He says, you know, well, the prophets of Moses, they testified about me quite regularly, and it, and it had to work out this way. And then I love verse 45. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. This necessity for doing that. I, many of you know that when I do my sermons, I always open with the same prayer, right? Gracious God, send forth your spirit by the power of your word to create faith, to forgive sin to grow our love for you and for one another. I've talked about this before. This calling upon God of something that comes outside of us to do something inside of us to open our minds and open our hearts that we might understand the scriptures, might understand more of what it is that God is doing. And this includes here then, he says, it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. That, that his suffering and his death and his resurrection means something. Talking about then repentance and the forgiveness of sins that is to be preached to all nations. Repentance and forg forgiveness of sins being tied to Christ's work. That his suffering and death on the cross is God's intervention into our life to take away all our shame, all our regret, regrets, all our sin. In his resurrection from the grave is to remove from us the curse of death. And so that then we go out and we proclaim repentance, a turning away from other things. Not a turning away from some sort of lewd life or something like that, but it's a turning towards God where we are going down one direction and we've created a God that, that looks a certain way. And then the preacher comes and speaks to us to, to, and, and a working of the Spirit through the Word does this change in us that causes us now to realize that we have a God and it's not that God. It's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's the God, Jesus Christ himself, who suffered and died for you to take away your sin, to, to bring you re into reconciliation with God the Father and then to bring you life, to be resurrected as he is resurrected. That he who believes in me, though he dies, yet shall he live. Where I am, you will be also. These promises that he gives to us. And that this calling comes to us then to go and proclaim those things because all the problems that we see around in the world can oftentimes be summed up in the fact of people living a life in which they try to find God somewhere else, in something else. And instead, we need to be able to be ones to say, no, I know where God is. And so this text comes to us and it fulfills those two, those two parameters of, of resurrection and forgiveness and repentance coming to us. 
is calling for us then to go out and do that. And so we pray that that might be the working of the Spirit upon us to enliven our hearts, our minds to be opened by Christ, that we might understand the scriptures, that we might go out then and share that with others, to rescue them from the paths that they're going down after other gods and idols, to have the God of life, the author of life, the giver of life, the one that holds our very breath in the palms of his hands, who has forgiven all the times in which we go after another idol, that we might turn to him and trust in him alone. Let us pray. Holy and righteous God, you are the author of life and you adopt us to be your children. Fill us with your words of life that we may live as witnesses to the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, church, I hope you've been having a wonderful week. My wife and I are, are on a little bit of a, a trip, a vacation right now, but I wanted to make sure to have these available for you. We will see you on Sunday uh, down at Bethany and, and I know Pastor Carl is looking forward to seeing the, the rest of you up at Faith and Staples, uh, as well as maybe online. But prayers go with you uh, this, this weekend as we will be gathering together on the Lord's Day. And I pray that this will be another wonderful week of you entering into God's Word to receive from Him the grace you need. Go in peace, serve the Lord. We'll see you next week.